everyone, this is Luke, and welcome back to The Breakdown. And I am here with a very special guest, uh, Pastor Bill Maida. Hey, Luke. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, and how are you? I'm doing excellent. excellent. Awesome. Glad to be here. Awesome. Welcome back to The Breakdown. Yes. And now just a little break. We're going to have HPC Sports Center because Pastor Bill is also the head coach of HPC Softball. Yes, we have four teams, believe it or not. So I am the coach of uh, HPC One, and uh, we have three other teams, uh, two of which play with my team in Rhode Island and one that plays in a league in Massachusetts. Wow. So we're we're really, we're we're multi-state. Oh, we are. We're multi-state for sure. That is awesome. And how's the season looking so far? So, so far, so good. Uh, The Massachusetts team uh, has lost their first two games. Uh, They're kind of uh, working on some things. Uh, My team uh, actually won our two games last night uh, and it was against two of the better teams in our league. So it was exciting. Awesome. It was exciting. So it's all it's all encouraging. It's all exciting, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, what the season has in store for us. That's awesome. You know, I think it's great that we have that as a ministry, and and it, that's really what it is. It, it is. is. It's a ministry. It's not just something fun to do. Yes. Uh, but it's a way that uh, guys can connect with one another in a in an alternative setting, like being yep. outside, yep. Um, being encouraged in the Lord through connection with one another. Yeah, and that's you know the heart of our softball ministries are not to win plastic trophies or win games, but to represent Jesus in everything that we do. Mm. Uh, and so that's what our coaches really strive for. Now, do we want to win? Of course, there's a competitiveness to it and we do want to win, uh, but never at the cost of our testimony. So that is always the most important thing. Uh, so we want to make sure that we are always putting Jesus first and not worrying about wins and losses in the end. That's awesome. Yeah, that really is. Yeah. Um, so it's too late to join for, for this season, but there is fall ball. Yes, there is a fall ball, and believe it or not, we still have a couple of spaces left. Oh, wow. If guys are interested, okay. uh, they can uh, reach out to me or reach out to the other coaches, and uh, we do have a couple of spots left if needed on some of the other teams. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So if uh, you're itching to play, you know, this might be your chance to make it to the majors. I tell you, yeah, that's so. <laughs> about as major as you can get, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I was talking to Bram the other day, and he was sharing how each year like you have a message that you feel that the Lord puts on your heart for the for the year for mm-hmm. for the team. What yep. it, what was the message for this year? Uh, so this year we're talking about, uh, and it may sound kind of funny, but we're talking about going aggressively after the Lord. Uh, and so one of the things that He kind of put on my heart um, while I was actually watching a softball hitting video is when you play slow pitch softball, you have to aggressively go after the ball to hit it. Whereas with baseball, you're kind of waiting for the pitch to get to you. Uh, And so as I was kind of watching these videos, uh, I kind of felt the Lord kind of speak to me about going after him. Mm. Uh, And so the story that we're kind of using is the story of the prodigal son. And so when the prodigal son is coming home and the father sees him uh, from a way off, he runs after him and he hugs him and he embraces him. Uh, And so when we aggressively go after the Lord, um, you know, as soon as we take that step, that first step towards him, he he doesn't have to turn. He looks at us and he runs towards us. And so you know, if we put the same effort, uh, you know, that we try to, you know, hit this, mm. you know, little white ball coming at us um, as we do into our walk with the Lord, like wow. there's nothing, yep. you know what I mean? There's really not not much we can't accomplish if we oh, go aggressively wow. after him. No, so, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, that's an awesome segue into this week's message mm-hmm, with Pastor mm-hmm. Kurt, you know, because uh, so Pastor Kurt brought us a message. Um, he was talking from Second Kings, yep. uh, the story of Elisha and, you know, Elisha's servant there. Yep. There's the, the Israelites are surrounded by by their adversaries. Yep. 
And Elisha's servant is like, what is going on here? They're so, they're so, we have, all the odds are stacked yep. against us. We're surrounded. We're surrounded. Right? Mm-hmm. And what does Elisha do is he prays. Yep. And then he he asks that his servant would be, would be able to see, yes. that the Lord would give him eyes to see. Mm-hmm. And, and then he sees all these chariots yep. of fire yep. around Elisha, around, mm-hmm. around them. Yeah. And Pastor Kurt was contrasting all of that with, you know, coming to the Lord uh, from a place of lack. Yep. You know, and I think that's what a lot of us do is like we, we approach the Lord um, and just life yep. as in, I don't have this. Yep. I don't have, and, and we're waiting for it to come to yeah, us. Absolutely. But we need to go after it. We have mm-hmm. to step out in faith. Yep. No, I, absolutely. And I think um, what's cool, uh, you know, like this, this message hit me, you know what I mean? Like really hit me in the heart uh, because I think so often it's so easy for us to see uh, the armies that are surrounding us. You know what I mean? It's so easy for us to look at uh, our issues or our insecurities or the, the areas that we're lacking in. And what I think is really cool is that when, uh, when the servant's eyes were opened, it's not that the army disappeared or it's not that the you know armies of angels came in and wiped out the army that was surrounding them like that army was still there you yeah. know what i mean those issues were still there those insecurities were still there but he was able to see what the lord was about to do you know he mm. was able to see you know just how big god is right. and when we begin to see our you know insecurities or our issues or struggles you know, through the Lord's eyes, we get to see just how big he is. And, you know, there's nothing that he can't, you know, mm-hmm. overcome if we give it to him, if we open up our eyes and see, you know, the way that he see things. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so much better. And, you know, our problems and our insecurities are so much smaller in compared to that. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated how Pastor Kurt said, it's not that we stop seeing with our mm-hmm. natural yeah. eyes. It's let's broaden our scope yeah. and see both with the natural and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual, like it transcends the natural. Yeah. So it's not that the issues go away, yep. like you're saying, but when we can see what the Lord is doing, mm-hmm. he, he, he is so much more powerful than yep. us and mm-hmm. he's in control. Yeah. So it's, it gives us that peace yep. that we can, where, where, where we can trust. Mm-hmm. No, I, you're totally right. And I know personally for me, uh, like there were so many things that just kind of like stood out uh, that just kind of reminded me of some things that I had even forgot about um, because uh, like I used to be such a big proponent of speaking life. Like I was so much and, uh, you know, I, I kind of saw this play out while I was at school at Zion. Uh, I had a really good friend named Andrew. Uh, and so Andrew always spoke life like he constantly spoke life uh, to the what, point where. What did that look like? So so to the point where it was almost. You know, like the things that he would speak life in were crazy. Like it could be financial. Like, you know, he spoke life into his car. He spoke life into his his future wife. You know what I mean? Wow. He would constantly speak life into her. Um, and so I remember there was a, a situation. Uh, we were at a coffee house. Uh, and so for those of you who don't know what coffee houses are, uh, we used to have these coffee houses back in the day where there'd be some Christian music I and, you know, some, yeah. some fun stuff in the basement of a church. Um, and so I remember going. And so Andrew and his uh, girlfriend who would become his wife at the time, uh, were playing some worship there. And so we went there to kind of support them. Uh, and they did a door prize. All right. And so, uh, me and my friend, Chris were determined to beat Andrew's like speaking life situation in this. We were going to buy as many tickets as we could 
and a broke Bible college student, it's really hard to scrounge up enough money to buy these tickets. Yep. Uh, but we did. And so we bought as many as we could. Um, and he had one ticket. All right. And so we told him, we're like, no, we're going to we're going to counteract the Andrew factor. That's what right. we called it. We're going to yeah. counteract it. Um, and so we put as many tickets in as we could. And I'll never forget him being on stage and pulling. He pulled his own name out of that box. Oh, that is wild. And it was hilarious, the look on his face. But like, that's just now this is obviously a, a funny story. Yeah. But that was just the way he lived his life. He spoke life. And mm. I saw God do some amazing things in this kid's life. Mm even when, you know, the odds were stacked against him because he spoke life. And so, you know, it reminded me to speak right. life. It reminded me to speak life into situations, life, yes. life into doubt, uh, because that's what God wants us to do. Like he wants us to speak truth, speak words. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have struggles. It doesn't mean we're not going to have, no. you know, things that are going to, you know, distract us. But if we continue to speak life, if we continue to speak truth, um, then it's going to make it so much easier to trust God to get us through those situations as yep. opposed to trying to do it on our own, like me and my friend Chris did by buying as many tickets as we could. Right, right. Well, and you know, you're you're saying the speak life, and and mm. I'm sure there are listeners that are like, that's crazy. Yeah. What does that mean? Like you're just you you're just trying to like manifest something exactly. into being being. Yeah. And I said, well, think about it this way: What are you going after? Yep. Like, what are you aggressively going after? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? You know, Paul says um, in Philippians, you know, what are we supposed to be thinking about? We're supposed to be thinking about whatever is true, Mm -hmm. whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Mm -hmm. whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, whatever is positive. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to be thinking of things that are of God. And then those thoughts, like Kurt said on Sunday, those will become our actions. Those become our words. So when I'm thinking or and when I'm speaking into a situation or a circumstance, I'm going to speak from that, that yeah. vantage point. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And um, it's, it can be tough when, uh, you know, we, we live in a world that is so focused on the negative and there's so much information out there that it can get so easy to be distracted by that army that is around mm-hmm. you. You know, I mean, when you think about the, the access to media we have, the access to news, uh, you know, I mean, you can't turn the news on without seeing some sort of negative, right. like, you know, disaster report that is about to happen. Um, and it can be very easy for us to focus on that army, to look mm-hmm. at, you know, the army that is surrounding us, to focus on the negative, to focus on the fear that he was talking about. I mean, Kurt was talking about how this world has, really nothing to offer but, you know, fear and anxiety. Um, and so we need to speak life like into our hearts, speak mm-hmm. life into our minds, into our situations. So when we do see that army, when those mm-hmm. things do come against us, we can say, no, like my God is bigger. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my God is, is stronger. Um, you know, and you think about, you know, the, the spies who gave the good report, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was such a, an awesome point that he made about how like they never had a well, the spies that gave the bad report right. never had a conversation with the giant saying like hey no. do we look like grasshoppers yep. Yep. you know and when uh you know when they talked to um was it Rahab Rahab right Ooh. yeah so yeah, yeah back when they were going to Jericho yep. yeah yep. so when they when yep. she came and talked to them she said you know you guys like um you know we we have heard yeah. what the lord has done like we are afraid because right. we know how powerful god is And yet sometimes, like Kurt said, like the unbeliever knows how powerful God is when we forget it. Mm. You know, I mean, we as a believer can forget just how powerful God is. And sometimes we need, you know, those outside influences to remind us of just how strong he is. 
and right. how he wants to raise a standard for us. Exactly. You know, it's not yeah. our own strength. Yeah. It's his. Yep. And I'm, I'm always reminded of how the Lord, whenever he would do something for his people, like mm-hmm. when they crossed the Jordan, mm-hmm. um, he would have them build a monument. Yep. And then he would say, this is for when your kids ask you, like, what, is, what do these stones mean? Mm-hmm. You say, this is because this is how the Lord delivered us in this situation. Mm-hmm. And you, t- you tell the story. And I think for a lot of us, we don't do that in our own life. No. It's, and again, that I think comes from a lack mindset yep. where it's like, I'm just waiting to get what I need. Yep. Like, I need this. I need to prosper. And then mm-hmm. once we get it, it's like, well, there's, you're never enough. Yeah. That's the thing about the lack mindset. It will never be satisfied. Yep. So you're not going to sit in those times of remembrance. Yep. And, I, and, and I think that that's what we're, what we're called to do is build those metaphorical stones. Yep. If you need to buy something like yeah. i heard a, a pastor describe it as this like he has a memory box with his yep. with him and his wife yeah, and so awesome. like when um when something special happens in their life when the lord moves they take like an actual item or mm-hmm. something that that symbolizes that put mm-hmm. it in the box and yep. then they just go through the box and they're like oh this story this yeah. is when the lord moved this way yep. and and when we do that then i think it's easier for us to go forward with more confidence no, absolutely and we so the altars of remembrance is something that i've always like even with the teenagers like working oh, wow. with the junior high yeah highs, yeah like, i'm always telling them guys like you need to build altars of remembrance it's like remember you know the moment when god moved in your life or god did this um because it's so important it's so easy for us to forget what god has done when we're facing the giant you know that we're facing that day um, and so it like it's so important for us as believers to to write down journal, you know, build, you know, like a box, like whatever you need to remember what God has done, because it's so easy to forget, you know, those victories when you're facing your battles, you know, mm-hmm. when you're facing the battles today. Yep. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I have had, you know, countless times where I've picked up old journals or uh, we even built. Uh, we have the made a family altar in our oh, uh, living a, room. That's awesome. Um, that we took, we took a bunch of stones that we found in our uh, our um, garage. There you go. A bunch of stones we found in our garage, and we put our uh, you know we put our handprints on them in paint, and we put you know the made a family altar, and so wow. it's always there to remind us, wow. you know, of you know who the foundation of our family yes. is. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's gotten us out of quite a few hairy situations. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Have, have your kids asked you questions about it? So not yet, but their handprints are on it. Right. So, you right. know what I mean? Like they'll see it. Grace is a little older, so Grace kind of knows what it is, but you know, there's going to come a time when the boys, uh, they're going to see their handprints. And actually we have to put Luke's handprint on it. Oh, I just remembered. Uh, awesome. But Jack is going to see yeah. his handprint, uh, on there. He's going to see, you know, the, yep. the time that he put it on there. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to hopefully ask questions. We do every night uh, or not every night, but every night that we can, uh, we try to do uh, Bible story time with daddy. And so mm. I'll read a uh, Bible story and, uh, you know, we have uh, one of those like action Bibles, yeah, and has, like the yeah, pictures yeah. and That's stuff. Cool. Uh, and so, you know, we want to make sure that our kids know, um, just how important uh, a walk, you know, the walk with God is. And I'll be honest with you as a parent. Uh, that you know that story that Kurt told yeah. about the father at the zoo, like you know, just hit me mm-hmm. right in the gut. Uh, because I may not have called my kids spoiled brats, but right. believe it or not, there have been times where I may have wanted to. And uh, you know, I realize like what he said about you know speaking to the truth in the child. Because again, yes. like you know, my two-year-old son doesn't know that he's being you know selfish. Like right. in his world. The world does revolve around right. him because, you know, we're constantly mm-hmm. feeding him and changing him and doing those things. And so for me to expect him to know any different, 
um, you know, would be, it does him a disservice. And so speaking the truth into that child. And so like when, when I pray for my kids, you know, I always ask the Lord to make them smart, intelligent, athletic, you know, musically talented. Mm -hmm. And I ask the Lord to, you know, allow them to impact their generation because that's what I want for my kids. And that's mm -hmm. what more importantly, yeah, I believe absolutely. the Lord wants yeah. for my kids. Right. Um, and so, you know, being a father that, that, that hit me right in the, you yeah. know, right in the, right yeah. in the well, hard spot. Well, that's something that, that stood out to me is, you know, cause we can even still approach this message of, um, you know, lack mindset versus mm -hmm. seeing with spiritual eyes and seeing the Lord's provision. We can still approach that message selfishly. Oh, without a doubt. Where it's okay. I'm going to see with spiritual eyes, but it's for my success, mm -hmm. you know, it's for my prosperity, yep. but there's a whole other side of this that the yep. Lord is calling us to. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the way Jesus lived. Yeah. It's no, you're called to see others, not just yourself mm -hmm. through a spiritual lens yep. and seeing the work that Jesus wants to do in, in that person's life, connecting with them at their level in their moment. Mm -hmm. And then asking the Holy Spirit, what is what are the right words that I that that you want me to say here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think also it's so easy for us to uh, miss what's happening uh, inside of a person, you know, because I I find that a lot of times people will react not necessarily to you, but to the situations that they may be you know going through. And so it's so easy for us to take things personally and be like, oh, that person attacked me, or you know, like, how dare you talk to me like that? Or how yep. dare you respond? And especially as a parent, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just expect my kids to know the rules mm -hmm. and to, you know, know how to act. Um, but that's not always the case. And so I think we have to really look, you know, have those spiritual eyes opened uh, so that we, we can see the hearts of others and we can, um, you know, understand like, hey, you know what, like this person is hurting, you know, and, you know, people always say like, oh, hurt people, hurt people. Um, but when you're the one being hurt, it's hard to see that, you know? Right. And so I think we really do need to, uh, do a, a good job at understanding that, um, you know, God sees through all of this and God right. wants us to, right. you know, to, to make a difference in someone's mm -hmm. life, you know, life who, who may be hurting, who, yep. you know, who may be hurting way beyond outside the realm of, you know, anything that we can do. And then that's when we need the Lord to speak through us and right. the Lord to, to move through us in whatever way possible to, to really make a difference in that person's life. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picking up, picking up, picking up an order here where mm -hmm. it's, we have to see the Lord in us first. Absolutely. Um, and we have to have that encounter with him where we surrender our life, mm -hmm. we surrender our thoughts, our words, but then understand that it doesn't end with us. Nope. It's so that we can have an impact Absolutely. and then we can then, you know, broaden our scope into the whole world. Yep. And, you know, so like, it's, it's funny that we talked about softball in the beginning, because that's really what softball in my mind and my heart is, is for, you know, I mean, this is an opportunity to get guys who, who may never walk through a right. church, you know, or right. may never have a desire to walk mm -hmm. through a church around. or feel uncomfortable yeah. in church. They don't, don't feel like they, they don't, you know. you know, but give them a bat and a glove mm -hmm. and they're there in a second. Um, and I've had, you know, through the years of doing, you know, this ministry, I've had countless guys. Uh, who have, you know, have said things like, you know, I just love playing with you guys so much because um, of it's just different. You know what I mean? It's like there's just a difference there. And, you know, there's a, a brotherhood there. And like, you know, I look forward to coming and playing, you know, on your team, not my team, but like, you know, playing with that group of guys mm -hmm. because of, you know, just the the attitude and the culture that you guys have. Like, 
you know, if they're having bad days, they're like, you know, like I really like, I just, I need, I need to be around, you know, my guys tonight. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so many other guys have, you know, gone, uh, just gone through like really tough situations and that softball team has been a, a band of brothers per se, mm. you know, to come around them and pray. And even last night, um, you know, our, the umpire who, you know, he's not, a, he's not part of the, any of the teams. He's mm -hmm. just an umpire and he's an amazing guy. He's been umpiring for years. Um, but he asked us to pray for his wife. Oh, wow. Uh, who had, you know, she went to the doctor. They were waiting for a report. Um, and so one of uh, one of the HBC players overheard him talking to one of the other guys on the other team just about what they were worried about, you know, and what was cool was hearing uh, this specific player uh, say, we're going to we're going to speak life into that report. Amen. You know what I mean, like, Amen. He, you know, yeah. the, the report, they were worried that that report's going to come back bad. Amen. And so our yeah. players were saying, no, like, we're going to speak truth into that report. Mm. We're going to speak life into mm. that report. And, you know, just like thinking about the message on Sunday, how it's even impacting, you know, outside of the church oh, yeah. on the softball field. Yes. And it's like, that's how powerful that speaking life and speaking truth, you know, can, can take over so much of our lives. And that's mm. what it should do. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to speak truth. We need to speak life. Does it mean that there's going to be no bad? Does it mean that there's going to be, you know, no issues? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but it's taking the the weight off of our shoulders right. and being like lord you can do this because i know in your strength right there's nothing that you can't do yep yep it's it's not by might not exactly. by power but by my spirit says the lord mm -hmm. um and and that's the thing as believers we have been equipped mm -hmm. with the same power that raised jesus yep. from the dead but it's up to us to use it yep you know like you can join a softball team mm -hmm. but your effort can uh, and your your willingness to work with with the other team teammates mm -hmm. that's going to determine your success on the field Absolutely. and then it also does impact the people around you it does it does we've all um you know we we've all played uh with that one guy whose attitude is just the worst mm -hmm. um you know and not only does he make things miserable for himself but he right. makes things miserable for everyone around him i mean we've seen it in you know the professional sports teams that we root for we've mm -hmm. seen it on you know, the little league teams that we've coached, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you get that one kid who, you know, just has a bad attitude and it can easily affect everyone else. And so, you know, one of the things that we talk about on, uh, you know, on the HBC softball teams is, you know, it doesn't matter the errors that you make, like we're going to be here to pick each other up. And the reason why we do that is because I want these guys to know that, you know, in life, you know, when they make a mistake, you know, their teammates are going to be there to pick them up in yep. life when, you know what I mean? They're facing tough situations, you know, their teammates are going to be there to pick them up. And like, that's what we as Christians need to understand that like in life, you know, God is there to help pick us up. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter how many exactly. times we fall down, yep. you know, God is there to help us get picked back up. And that, you know, prodigal son story is so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that son had no right to come back. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, he was, he was foolish. He was right. unwise. Like that father had every, you know, every right to look at him and be like, I, I told you this. I, I gave you your inheritance. Exactly. What do you, what do you, there's nothing left. Yeah, I got nothing for yeah. you. And yet he ran to him, mm -hmm. which would have been an embarrassing thing back then for him to pick up his cloak right. and to run towards right. his son. You know I mean? He didn't care about others. He cared about his son. And like, that's how God sees us. Mm -hmm. Like he cares about his son. He cares about his daughter um, because he loves us that much. And, you know, it's just when you think about it, in that perspective, like just how much the creator of the mm. universe loves you, 
Um, you know, I tell the kids in Crown all the time, like when Jesus was on that cross, like your name came to his mind. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't just something that he did. Mm -hmm. And he was like, poof, all the sins are gone. Mm -hmm. Like my name, like Bill Maida came to his mind. And every sin that I committed, every sin that I'm going to commit, you know, he took for me because of how much he loved me. And so, you know, anyone who's listening to this right now, like, you know, your name came to Jesus's mind mm. because that's how much he loves you. And yeah. the fact that he loves us that much is just, mm. you know, amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, I'm sure there's some people listening who you may be thinking, well, I tried stepping out in mm -hmm. faith. I tried seeing with those spiritual eyes and then I messed up. Mm -hmm. And then now Satan gets, keeps you stuck in that yep. mistake. And it's, you know, what does Paul say? It's forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward for those things that are ahead, mm -hmm. I press forward to the goal for the prize mm -hmm. of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So whether it's a mistake or even an ex a success of the mm -hmm. past, because I think sometimes we can even get stuck living in a past success a doubt. and seeing how like, well, what, where's that success now? Yeah. You know, it's understanding the Lord moved. We make mistakes. He covers those mistakes. He just asks that we keep going and mm -hmm. understanding that it's his strength and his power. Mm -hmm. And he's going to teach us as we go. Yep. That's, a, that's one thing that the Lord's shown me so much is this is kind of a learn as you go process. 100%. And he has a lot of those. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doubt. <laughs> um, we've been going over Gideon. Um, and so just I love how Gideon was like in a hole, you know, hiding from the enemy when the angel of the Lord appeared to him and called him a mighty warrior. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what we see ourselves as, like God sees us as to what we could be. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. Like it's, it's just as easy for us to look at our past successes as it is to look at our past failures right. and be like, Lord, where, like, where was that? Right. You know, and the great thing about God is that the latter is always greater. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we can look back on our past successes and be like, well, you know, how come I'm not seeing that anymore? Or we can look back on our past failures and be like, I don't want to see that right. anymore. But the latter will always be greater. So your next success will be greater than anything that you could have done in the past. And like, that's how God wants to work with us. Mm -hmm. like, he wants us to know that yep. like every step is just yep. a step to the next step. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I like I'm very grateful that I'm not in my past failures uh -huh. and I'm just as equally grateful that I'm not in my past successes. Right. Because if I got stuck there, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. Like you said, it's, it's a yep. learn as you go. Yep. Um, you know, and it's when yeah. we trust God, when we put faith in him, um, you know, I mean, the, the process is incredible. Right. Yeah. I hear you talk about that. I'm just thinking of Tom Brady, you know, yeah. he, he, he's, he's retired now, but, for how many years were people saying like, okay, he's got to be yeah, done now. Like he's he's yeah. satisfied, right? Year, like yeah. he's, he's had how many rings? Mm -hmm. But it's like, he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. And, and it's that attitude that, that we are called to have as believers mm -hmm. is no matter what you've done, good or bad, the Lord wants you to keep going. Mm -hmm. And you just say, Lord, I'm here. I am. You can use me however you want to use me. Yep. And I'll listen and I'll obey. And that's all he asks. Yep. That's it. And when you look at Tom Brady, I mean, he was the first one in and the last one to leave. And so I think like that's how we have to live our life for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be the first one in right. and the last one to leave. And I don't mean the first one into church and the last yeah. one to leave church. Like, yeah. That's not what I'm saying. It's an like, attitude. It is. It's an attitude yeah. of I need to be the first one in the word and the last one to leave. And you know what I mean? That's like, that's what God wants. Like God wants us to be the first one. Like 
like he wants to be our first. So like, what's our first is our first, right. like, well, I'm going to get up and make a cup of coffee. Uh, is it, you know, like I'm going to watch, you know, last week's highlights or is it, no, I'm going to make my coffee. I'm going to get in the word, mm. you know, and then how do we end our night? Like, do we end right. in prayer or do mm-hmm. we, you know, it's like first one in last one to leave. Like that's what God's looking for. And that's part of that aggressive, like yep. how aggressively are yep. you going after the Lord? And, and aggressively, I know that can be, you know, that word sometimes has, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, has a, you know, a, a rough undertone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how like, you know, how dedicated are you to yeah. going after? Yeah, them? no, I I think it's the appropriate word. Yeah, uh, because Satan wants us to be complacent. Mm-hmm. He wants us to, he wants to, you know, deactivate us yeah. um, or get us stuck in some way. Uh, but it's that aggressive attitude of no, I'm going, I'm going to go after this. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing when we when we step out in faith, you're going to meet resistance, mm-hmm. and that resistance is not a sign that what you're doing is wrong yep. or that you're not equipped. Because in in the Holy Spirit, you are equipped. Yep. But when we step out in faith, again, Paul talks about the armor of God. Yep. There's a fight. There's mm-hmm. a battle. It's not, it's not a walk in the park. No, it is not. But we, like, we are victorious in Christ, but there is a resistance. And that resistance is part of, it's part of the training, it's yep. part of, and it's part of the, the journey. Yeah, no, yep, 100%. It is part of the journey. Um, and we have to understand that um, you know, like there's a training involved. You know? And so when we talk about you know, speaking truth and speaking life, like that's part of the training because the more negativity you speak into your life, like the, the counteract become, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what, what spiritual man are you feeding? Like, are you feeding your spiritual man? Or are you feel, feeding your earthly yeah. man? Because whoever you feed more is going to be stronger right. than the other. Right. And so when we're speaking death, when we're speaking, uh, you know, failure, when we're speaking those, you know, not of God things, uh, we are encouraging, you know, we're encouraging the man side of us, right. uh, as opposed to speaking life and speaking truth. Uh, and you know, I, I've been in situations where it has been hard to speak truth and mm-hmm. it has been hard, right. um, to speak life. Um, but through it all, um, you know, God showed up, you know, and did yeah. God show up every time the way that I expected him to show up? Absolutely not. Um, but he still showed up. And a lot of times you can look back on those situations and be like, wow, God, I'm so glad you didn't show up the way that I wanted you to show up. Because if you had done that, right. it would not have made it, you know, like I would not be the person that I right. am today or I would not be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, funny story, the first six months that I was here at HBC, yeah. I did not want to be here. Yeah. At HBC. <laughs> um, you know, I thought, you know, my friends are all here. Right. Like, this is just too easy, Lord. And so I was, you know, arms folded, like dead set against being here. And it wasn't until um, we were talking about building altars. And so when we had the old property in Seekonk, everyone was going and putting, you know, their stones on the altar at the, the new property. Mm-hmm. And so I remember driving, I think I was driving back from work or just driving through Seekonk. And I felt the Lord kind of prompt me to go to the property. And so I went to the property and I was spending some time in prayer. And I felt the Lord say, it's time to put your stone on the altar. Wow. You know, and so that was the moment where I, physically picked up a stone and I put it on the altar and I texted my wife and I was like, all right, we're in, Mm -hmm. you know, and here we are, you know, all these years later, um, you know, in ministry, you know, surrounded by amazing, incredible people and watching God do some amazing, incredible things, uh, all because, you know, I was, um, you know, obedient enough to put my stone Mm -hmm. on the altar and it's not anything I did. No, you're just obedient. You were listening and you were obedient. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure it hasn't been all, you know, you know, cakes and roses is not but having that moment 
that gives you something to go back to, to mm-hmm. know like, even though it's hard in right now, yeah. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you, it's that altar of remembrance. That's a moment that I will always have to look back on to say, you know what? Like, I know I'm supposed to be here because I felt God, mm-hmm. you know, speak to me in that yep. moment. You know, I acted on it. So like, you know, Pastor Kurt talked about the substance, like faith has substance. Like there was substance there. Like I physically picked up a mm-hmm. rock and put it on an altar. Now, was that altar still there? No, but in my mind, it's still there. You know, the great thing about smartphones is there's a picture of it on my phone mm. uh, that I can look back on. Um, but that's why it's so important to remember the things that God has done. Mm. Remember the times that God has spoke to us. Remember the times, you know, God has moved in our lives. Like I still remember the conversation I had with God in the car about how I was called to ministry and the argument that I had on the ride home about yeah. how telling God, no, 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 like you got this wrong, Lord, that's not for me. Mm. Um, I still remember that because I remember just that feeling inside of my spirit, like inside of my heart, that like, yes, you're called to ministry mm. and it's time to walk in that as a senior in high school. Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving how you're presenting that conversation with God in such a dynamic way. Yeah. It's not this linear Mm-mm. process. It's not even, oh, you immediately, your heart was yeah. in tune with what the Holy Spirit was telling you. No, it's the opposite. It's, it, it, there's, there is a dialogue yep. and, it, and it's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that all through scripture mm-hmm. with Moses. Yep. Like he gets, he gets God to the point, he like, you know, he gets God to the point that God's so frustrated. Yep. He's like angry. He says like, yep. the Lord was angry at Moses. Mm-hmm. It's like, go do what I'm telling you to yeah. do. But that's the thing. There's a, there's a, a process in this conversation mm-hmm. that we are all called to do. And yep. it's like, just, just dial it, dialogue it with the Lord. Yeah. And that, and that's like, that's the relationship piece. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we sometimes often think that like God is just this, like being up in the sky, you know, kind of like helping us get to where we need to get. But like there's a relationship there, you know, it's like just like we're having a conversation right right now. God wants to have the same conversation. Now, was that like an audible voice I heard in my head? No. Or like I heard out loud? No. But it was that like spirit voice, that God voice that Mm. you just know, like, okay, that's the Lord. And like, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a a joke kind of guy. Like I like to joke around with my friends and with the teenagers and all that stuff. And that conversation started with me being like, you know, wouldn't it be funny, God, if I was called to youth ministry? Yeah. And I just felt God say, you are. You wow. Know? And it was just like, and that's, mm-hmm. I spent the whole rest of the car ride yep. home being like, no, Lord, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you got this wrong. Uh, and here I am, you know, umpteen years later, yep. uh, you know, living and killing that. killing it. I try and do my best. Yes, you, know? you are. God be the glory. You and say. Pastor Brandon, awesome. Brandon's you awesome. You guys Love Pastor great. Brandon. Um, so again, you know, you're talking now about, you know, the Lord speaking to us mm-hmm. and yeah, he speaks to us personally. Yep. Um, but pastor Kurt really emphasized the word of God, the Absolutely. Bible and, and, and that we cannot overestimate mm-hmm. that we have to get in the word. Yep. And, and when we're dealing with a situation, pastor Kurt said, find the word, find the part of the word of the, of the Lord that fits your situation yep. and rest in that promise. Absolutely. And speak that promise over your situation. Find that truth. Because God's not going to tell us anything that contradicts his word. Yep. And I think you, you need to understand that for every situation we face, there's a scripture. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I, I think that sometimes we think when we have to speak life that like we're, you know, we're looking for all of these words. We're looking for the right thing to say when oftentimes God has already said what we need to say. And we yep. need to memorize that. Yeah. You know, I, I like I I know one of the areas that I 
uh, as a, a pastor and as a Christian do struggle is, is memorizing scripture mm-hmm. just doesn't you know, like I can tell you, you know, every quote from Lord of the Rings <laughs> or Star Wars, but there's something about, you know, memorizing scripture. Yep. And I, and I know it's something that I have to like work yeah. on constantly. You I know? think it's that, that resistance we were talking mm-hmm. about. Absolutely. Yeah. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny that scripture was always hard for, for me to memorize. Um, but I always looked for scriptures that, you know, when I could, when I needed strength, mm-hmm. when I needed hope, yep. when I needed love, you know what I mean? You look for those scriptures and then you, you speak them, you, you know, you, you repeat them, you know what I mean? Yes. That's like, that's yes. what God Write wants. Write it down on a little exactly. index card, keep yep. it with you. On your window yep. or, you know what I mean? Something in your Bible. Yep. Um, and I, I remember, um, as a, you know, a, a young a Bible college student, uh, dealing with uh, just no self-esteem. You know what I mean? I had no self-esteem. Uh, and I remember my my college roommate at the time being like, dude, like there are so many amazing things about you. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't, you know, like I couldn't see any mm-hmm. of them. And so he he told me, like he said, you know, he said, Bill, you're, you know, you're, uh, you honor your parents. And like he went through this whole list yeah. of- He spoke qualities. life into he spoke you. spoke life, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I wrote them down on my Bible. And so every day I would look at that list and like, claim those things in my life, you know, and it, it changed the trajectory mm. of my life. You know, I mean, did, did it happen overnight? No, absolutely right. not. Um, but it's, you know, writing those things down, seeing those things. And, and I even was able to use that, you know, uh, with other friends, you know, who are struggling with the same thing that I was, yep. uh, where I'd be like, Hey, you know what? Like, this is what I see. Like, this is mm-hmm. what the Lord sees. Right. Um, and that's the most important thing is like, as much as my friend saw it in me, it's like, that's what the Lord sees. I love this. You know, the Lord, the Lord sees you as, as perfectly and wonderfully Mm -hmm. made. Like he sees you as his child. And, and for those of us who, you know, uh, who, you know, maybe struggled with that, like father, son relationship Mm. or father, daughter Mm. relationship, like, you know, God sees us as a son or a daughter, you know, and that, like, that to me blew my mind when I was, you know, in college about how, how God sees me as yes. his son, you know, like he loves me yeah. as his son, yeah. um, you know, and he loves us like as his children. Right. And it just blows your yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, you know, Paul says that we're supposed to speak to one another in Psalms, mm-hmm. hymns, and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like there's actual, like, he's not telling us to go, you know, speak just, song just lyrics exactly. to one another, but it's songs from our spirit mm-hmm. that... I I can hear the song that's placed in your spirit yep. by the Lord. Like this is this is what this is how the Lord has designed you, Bill. Yep. And I speak to that. Yep. And then you speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and we are built up. Mm-hmm. And now I come away knowing this is who I really am. Mm-hmm. And from that identity, then my actions follow. My mm-hmm. actions and words follow that. Yep. Yeah, no, I and I think that's it's awesome that we have this relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would recommend, you know, people need to have people in their lives yes. that speak life into them. Oh yes. You know, it's like we, we sometimes isolate and I know mm-hmm. that was my like go-to it was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I, I got this. Right. I got this. You know? well, Cause you didn't know what you had to bring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, we need people in our lives that are going to speak life, mm-hmm. not not yes men or women. Right. You know I mean? Oh, not no, no, no. Who are just no. going to say like, oh, no, you're great. Mr. Positivity. Great. Exactly. Yeah, no, you know, no. Not, not that type. No, Building those people are great. Up. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, you know, you need someone who's going to be honest. You know what I mean? Like you need someone like, you know, my roommate told me, he's like, dude, he's like, you, you got to stop speaking so much negativity. Like he was honest with me. Like, you know, you're not, you're not going to get out of this rut until you change, you know, your perspective. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, you know, he was honest with me and then he spoke life into me. Mm-hmm. And like, we need people like that in our lives who are going to be honest with us and then speak life into it. Not just like, you know, point out all of our flaws right. and be like, you need to fix this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Like not those types of people either, but someone who's going to be like, hey, you know what? I know this is how you see yourself, but let me tell you how God sees you yes. and then speak yes. that into you. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, for those of us, uh, for, for all of us, uh, we need to look at, well, what has what have I spoken over myself? Mm-hmm. What have I, what, what are some negative things that I'm hanging on to negative identity mm-hmm. traits? And if you have to make a list of that and then just repent of that before the Lord, say, Lord, I, I repent for seeing myself as this. Mm-hmm. I repent of seeing myself as an angry, angry man yep. or, or, um, you know, an impatient person, mm-hmm. because I know in you, you see me as your son yeah. and you have equipped me with the Holy Spirit, who gives me patience mm-hmm. and self-control. Mm-hmm. And how easy is it for us to kind of take on the traits of the people that we surround? Yes. You know, I mean, sometimes, uh, like, I, I sometimes find myself doing something that, like, my parents did. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, that's something my parents mm-hmm. did or siblings or friends. You know, I mean, it's easy for us to kind of take on the traits, good and bad, um, of the people that we surround ourselves with. Uh, and so you may do something, you know, that you didn't even know you were doing. You may handle a situation, you know, that you didn't even like see yourself handling that situation just because of the situations that you grew up in, just because mm-hmm. of the, you know, the the situations that you, you know, now live in. And so it's easy for us to respond or react. Um, but we need to know that, you know, God has a, a better way. You know, and, and that, that example of that father and son at the zoo is such a, a perfect example of this. You know, I mean, that father was, was speaking to the way that the son or the, the child was acting at mm-hmm. the time. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't dealing with that, the issue. And so I think it's sometimes easy for parents to deal in the moment and not necessarily deal with like the underarching mm-hmm. issue. And so that can, you know, so that can kind of linger. And so I know in my own life, mm-hmm. um, I had, you know, things that I kind of had to work through. Uh, just because of, you know, the way that I grew up and, and don't get me wrong. Like my, my home life right. was great. Like my right. parents are awesome. Yeah. I love my parents. It wasn't like bad. Um, but you know, you just pick up things that you're like, okay, like there's, there's a better way to do this. Of course. Um, of you course. know, and that's where like this, this, yep. the truth comes into play. That's where his word comes mm-hmm. into play. Um, because you know, you can even do something that, you know, isn't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, God has a better way, yep. you know, and it's, it's walking in that better way that we have to really Amen. see. Amen. So as we uh, close up, uh, what's one final challenge or, uh, you know, just, just something that you would, you would say to all of us going forward from, from this? So, you know, the, the challenge that I would really just speak is, you know, to, to truly speak life and to truly, um, to truly walk that out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To truly, you know, to speak in faith and, you know, and, and look for the substance in that faith. You know, look for the things that God has done. Mm-hmm. Look for the things that God is doing and, you know, not to not to assume that he's going to do it the way we want it done, but know that he has a better plan and a bigger plan. And just to continue to to speak those truths, to speak that life into your lives, into your family's lives, you know, into the the prayers that you have um, just to to really like dive into that aggressively dive into Amen. that, you know, Amen. And, and just see what God has in store. All right. Well, Father, thank you that you have brought us all together, that um, we are a body. We, mm-hmm. are your, we are your bride. 
Uh, we don't do any of this alone. Um, and you are the one that is perfecting us and, and making us more and more like Jesus every day. Yes. So we don't do this by ourselves um, and we don't do it in our own strength. So Father, I just pray you'd help us all to surrender ourselves every day, uh, that we would spend time with you in your word, in prayer, uh, that we would know clearly our identity in you um, and that we would allow that identity to speak life into our thoughts um, and into our words so that we can reach others for you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Bill. And that's The Breakdown. Give me-